Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five Big Ten observations today. Number five, Michigan is going to have to wait to get its signature win. And Michigan and Georgia, it's weird, guys, that they've both been kind of kept to the top two teams in the country, and their schedules kind of line up to where, you know, Georgia has a test this week with Kentucky, but the big knock on Georgia is that they look bored. Now, Michigan hasn't achieved the heights that Georgia has, so maybe they're not bored, but for people to really maybe buy in and see how good this Michigan team is. They're going to have to wait till later in the season when they play Penn State to see that signature win over a, you know, a fellow top 10 team. So they're going to have to wait a while. I still think they're really good, but I it's going to be interesting to see the narrative around them if, you know, they just continue doing what they're doing because they they wouldn't have played anybody really challenging to them anytime soon. So you mean throttling uh, up and coming Nebraska team made no difference. Yeah, we didn't talk about that conveniently. Uh, no, I absolutely, <laughs> there was nothing to talk. Matt Rule has been really edgy. That, Had him in pads the day after the loss. That, you know, that um you not talking about that like it reminds me of every time you see like a news story like no the major on Twitter, like none yeah, of the major yeah. people are talking about this tragic news story. Uh-huh. Like that, that, that's the controversy with you. Yeah. But yeah, look, they don't. No, they got, got they got their ass kicked. Yeah, right? they got Minnesota, Indiana, Michigan State, uh, Purdue, uh, all like yeah. and that all before November 11th. They finally play Penn State, and I'm talking about Maryland in a second. But their last three before the Big Ten championship, if they do in fact get there, would be at Penn State, at Maryland, and home for the Buckeyes. Hey, so their last three is. Maryland- Pretty Maryland's tough. pretty good. Yeah, Maryland's yeah, pretty good. We'll talk about them in a second. They're, yeah. they're like unbeaten to yeah. play Ohio State. I wonder if they can kind of make that interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I think so. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're good. But Michigan it, it very much have the Georgia disease of just having a, a pretty weak schedule compared to, to their level uh, where they currently appear to be, which is right there amongst the top five teams in the country, top four teams in the country. You could argue that. Um, yeah, they seem to be in, in that upper class, and it's just hard to determine exactly where because of what you stated, mm-hmm. uh, just the, the barometer of the test they faced up to this point. That does get me excited about those new schedules we were talking about earlier, though, because that Michigan schedule is like, look, but there's like five games on there that you can go, oh, mm-hmm. circle that one, circle that one, circle mm-hmm. that one. But this year, yeah, that's that's not the case. And as you said, it's another um a month until they play Penn State so um you know this should be a 4-0 run um but 
you, they look they look good. It's just it, like you said, it's hard to just see exactly where they fit in, but they're definitely amongst the top. Stay group. healthy. The yeah. defense is nasty. Yeah, McNamara they're, they're gives really not McNamara. Who am I thinking about the quarterback? Uh, yeah, JJ uh, McCarthy. JJ McCarthy is yeah, really good. Hurt at Iowa yeah, he's now. out for yeah. the year. Yeah. We'll talk about them in a second, too. Number four, Maryland needs to be paid attention to. They're 5-0. and They can score. Mike Loxley's been, like, he's waiting, like, to get that big win. He's done a really good job at Maryland. Mm -hmm. Maryland was such an afterthought for such a long time. Look, they got Tyloa Tagovailoa there. Like, they are... Like they're fun to watch. They've got wide receivers that can make tons of plays. They're going to make things hard for Ohio State this week. That game being in Columbus probably makes it maybe not as likely as they almost look. They almost got them last year. If you remember, they played like just a, just a back and forth shootout uh, against the Buckeyes and CJ Stroud. So uh, I think they bear watching um, because they're going to have their opportunities to, to jump up and bite somebody. So, yeah, I think I think Maryland, you got to pay attention to them. I, I'm not saying they're going to wind up in Indianapolis at the end of the year, but I think that they they could play spoiler for sure if somebody's not ready and can't, you know, maybe, you know, go blow for blow with them when it comes to scoring touchdowns because they are very good on offense. Yeah, they are. I mean, Talia's been been really good. He's a, he's a playmaker, no doubt about it, and they can hit some explosives. The question is, can Ohio State? I just feel like yeah. they've not been quite to the level of what you'd anticipate with them, and they do have a few more question marks, whether they're actual holes or not. You know, I think still probably is to be determined in some ways, but they're definitely not to the level that we sort of expect them to be in in certain areas, whether it's quarterback or just explosive playmakers and things like that. So, yeah, I think uh, Maryland's been a, a really nice story with their 5-0 and start. Um, you know, see how high they can take it. But if I'm Ohio State, I'm definitely on upset watch this week. Yeah. I'm definitely not overlooking this game in any way, shape, or form. So, yeah, this, this should be fun. I, I, I think I put up bangers that usually ranked against ranked, but this game could be now come back and be 63-22. I don't know, but, yeah, I – I'm looking forward to that score as it kind of matriculates throughout the day. Yeah, it's an 11 o'clock uh, kick as well, so that's one of the er the early ones. Number three, can Iowa get to 325 with a backup QB? Mm. I'm sure that Brian Ferentz is wanting to modify it to, can this be the drive to just, how about five? How about we do that? Like, that would be yeah. it because already with the goose egg on the board a couple weeks ago against Penn State, they only scored, I believe, 16 in the win last week against Michigan State, and now they have a backup quarterback in there who was not Cade McNamara, who's out for the year. So they're with a backup quarterback the rest of the way. Here's another thing that Iowa has to think about. Whether he gets to 325 or not, like if he gets there right now, he's probably barely going to get there. You've got... Oregon, Washington, USC, and UCLA coming into your league next year. You've got Wisconsin, who is running an offense like the ones they're going to be running. Purdue, running an offense like the ones they're going to be running. Ohio State and Michigan are already prolific on offense most year in, year in and year out. Not to mention, it looks like Penn State has found some offensive uh, firepower. And I'm not even getting into what anybody else in the league is doing. And if you're Iowa and you've been consistently good in the league, Good, not great because of your offense. Maybe you want to consider changing what you're doing because one of the teams that you are playing this year, now granted it was against Portland State, they scored 81 points in a game. You have not yet done that. You It took you four weeks to get to 81 points. They did it in one game. Last year you played a, a, a similar opponent and gave up, like it was that game where you had two safeties in it. Like that is something you've got to fix if you're Iowa. I don't think they're going to get there with a backup QB, but – even still, if so, Brian Ferentz gone or not, or whatever they're going to do, they need to consider what they're doing. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I it's become just a joke. Uh, I mean, really, it, it has. It's it's a running joke each week in college football. The the uh, depths of despair when it comes to Iowa's scoring ability on offense, and you know now you got a situation where you got to back up the rest of the way, right? Uh, Deacon Hill taking over for K McNamara, so I uh, don't think that that helps your chances, like you said. And um, the thing about it is, they can still just go win games. Like that's that's the thing about Iowa is you can win games, but you're just frustrated by by how you win games sometimes. Purdue's interesting um, with Hudson Card, not quite the start that I thought that they would get off to, or like him him as a, a as an individual because um, he was such a hot commodity in the offseason. But, uh, you know, him and Graham Harrell trying to find their bearings there. And uh, it should be a competitive game. But, yeah, the Iowa scoring struggles offensively, I mean, that's going to be a thing until it's not anymore. And they're good enough defensively uh, to, you know, make up for some of that. But it's, uh, man, it's it's just a trudge I would not want to be a part of as a fan at, at this point, you know? Yeah, you know what? You, you, we're not using the graphics. Somebody just asked me because we had some kind of a, a change in the way it's set up. But we'll have that fixed. Are we? Could we have done this same top five and included Iowa last year? Maybe not the yeah. other ones, but could we, it's like yeah. a trip. Probably down nothing's like changed. Deja vu all over again, like Yogi Berra said. Yeah, absolutely. No, we do have the graphics of the uh, of up. Okay, you can't, you, we just can't see it. All right. on our monitor day, we, we'll have it back all tomorrow. It's just, um, it's it's Katie Katie Rader can explain it to all of you, but uh, it's software update issues and non compatibility with. Uh, so, uh, other stuff. So, yeah, I'm exactly. just kidding. I'm just no, kidding. Number two. No, I was about to... Yeah. Number two. Can Wisconsin put it together? They've just, they've, they're, they've only got the one loss to Wazoo, and Wazoo's very good, but they just don't seem like they're hitting on all those cylinders yet. Um, you know, it is, here's the thing you, you don't, we didn't talk about, like, the quarterback, Tanner Mordecai, who's, who's had a little bit of up and ups and downs, he knows the offense. But there are a bunch of players on that team that were running a completely different offense last year. And I think that that might be why they look kind of stop and starty right now. But if Wisconsin can put it together, they can be, you know, a legit threat in the league. I just wonder if this is their, I'm sure Luke Fickle has to think of it this way, if this is the transition year before they, they really start hitting on all cylinders eventually. Yeah, I mean, um, like you said, they're not off to a bad start. But, I mean, who they, they lost to... Um... To uh, Wazoo, to Wazoo, yeah. So I mean, like that's not that that disappointing of a win, uh, but yeah, you know, I think let's just be honest, guys. The thing with Tanner Mordecai is he can be very hit or miss. He can mm -hmm. be very spotty. We love mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. We watched him his whole career at, in high school, um, but for as much as he can dazzle you, he can also throw some just mind-bending interceptions or you know make some decisions that uh, aren't so great. I think they're just kind of going through the trials and tribulations right now, um, but. Uh, it's it's year one, so I and I expect this is going to get better well, as time goes by. And the good news for them, though, like I say that, look, they have Rutgers this week, Iowa, Illinois, then they have Ohio State. That's going to be tough at Indiana, Northwestern, Nebraska, and Minnesota. So they can run the table except one game, unless they're like yeah, they can wind like up they can wind up ten and two and feel yeah, fine. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. they haven't looked like they've done that yet, and they haven't had the toughest part of the schedule. So we'll see. I think well. When when you're you're you know you're you're dressing everything up in the off season, you're thinking like Tanner Mordecai and Phil Longo and Luke Fickle, like the air raid and like oh my god in the Big Ten the air raid is going to be crazy and like you know it all sounds great but it takes some time right yeah. so I think that's part of what they're dealing with. I know they had the uh, injury to Malusia running back, so we're going to see more Braylon Allen there um, as they got to replace some carries. But yeah, Tanner Tanner can be hit or miss, but he's going to have a big game at some point, and we'll be raving about him. And then he'll have another one where he throws a couple of picks, and you're just like ah. But I think I think they're just working through this first year, and and I think there's some they're still in a good spot, and uh, 
you know, some things to be excited about. Yep. And number one, is Ohio State for real on defense? Because if they are, if they have fixed that problem, that, I mean, look, we know they're really good. That Notre Dame game, you know, or was that a one-off? But do they are they better on defense? <clears throat> have they finally, has Jim Knowles fixed that? Because he was brought in a couple years ago to do it, and last year hadn't yet. But this year, maybe they have shorted up to where they're not going to get gashed. They've given up 34 points. Now, again, Indiana, Youngstown State, West, but they have not given up any points. No, today they? we'll – I mean, tomorrow or Saturday, we'll see. Fourteen with Notre Dame, yeah. They're playing an offense that lights it up. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State, I think, is um, still very, very good. I think they're, um, you know, still capable of being exposed. The Marvin Harrison Jr. stuff is, um, you know um, – Concerning? Yeah, it's a little bit concerning. I mean, after he got hurt, um, and I know that Ryan Day had an interview and and or, or had an update on that, and I can't quite recall what he said. He explained sort of what happened, and it seems like something he's still working through after you know landing weird. So uh, that's just something to monitor. Obviously, with great yeah. of a player as he is, but I mean, yeah, I, I think the big concern here is your Ohio State and your uh, defense that has been known for giving up explosive plays ever since Jim Knowles came over from Stillwater. And you're facing a team where how can they beat you? This super explosive offensive quarterback who can make big plays. So that's like the big dynamic, I think, entering this game. And, and yeah, there's some cause for concern there. But I do think that this is the type of offense that you face where you'll, you'll have a pretty good idea or a better idea about where you stand after yeah. you face Talion Company. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is, if it's like 59-33 or something like that, like they can just overwhelm you with mm-hmm. their talent. Uh, Harrison, 17 catches, 336 yards, averaging nearly 20 yards a catch and three scores, which in some cases could be a game for him. That, that you seem like, but they, that's one of the things about Ohio State: the best receivers coming back, and then somebody else comes up. Remember in Jigma Smith and, and uh, Smith and Jigma and others that stepped up when they had injuries. Yeah, but Marvin Harrison's like a special no. kind of he's like yeah. a special kind of freaky. Yeah. But you're, no, you're right. I mean, there, if there's a program that can usually afford. Those types of losses, I mean, Ohio State's proven to be one, but I think just so much expectations for him and how good he is um, that, yeah, you worry a little bit when he's getting dinged up like that. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, that's that's going to be a fun game. I can't wait to watch that one. And, you know, you normally – or you might not always think of Big Ten in the most exciting football, right? They kind of the stereotype right. sometimes of no. three yards in a cloud of dust, but that's a game right there that ought to have a lot of fireworks yeah. attached to it, so that'll be fun. Garrett, are you on strike tomorrow? Uh, I hope not. We will find out, though. i got to speak to my representatives. <laughs> Garrett shut it down today. Uh, something he did last night after the show ended. And oh, then come on. Paul and Jack had to come in and try to – he sabotaged. No, kidding. We had, a like you said, a little blip. Thanks to Katie Rader. I didn't realize she was involved as, as much as she is. So Appreciate it, yeah. We're well, done. No, I just see and explain the technical issues. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I gave her too much credit. A, well, involved. Katie She's a little but, yeah. upset with us right now because of the Texas OU coverage. She's a little bit – I mean, we look, did have Joey and Dave on earlier this week. Biggest though. ranked matchup in over a decade for these two, or yeah, over a decade for these two teams. And I get last one ever in the Big Twelve. But I mean, this this has a lot of importance on it because if Oklahoma wins this game, then the rest of their schedule looks pretty nice. If Texas wins this game, it's hard to see where a lot of the stumbling blocks are coming from. I mean, both like this is the game that could determine whether one of them's in the college football playoff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah. I think that that's why or it's at so. At least initially the Big or Twelve. Or at least initially in the Big Twelve. Yeah, let's start there. Big yeah, Twelve title yeah. game. The winner of this game will have uh, taken over the driver's seat, so to speak. So yeah, it's got importance, but I get it. Uh, but it's it's Red River, so. This has been a Rogue Media Network 
Talk Show. <lacht>